welcome back to Culinary Crash Course. I'm your host, Court Pomeroy, and I'm, I'm back. Uh, this episode's kind of like a where I've been type of episode. So for weeks now, I've been kind of not doing the podcast and kind of letting myself down. I know sometimes I want to say like, oh, I've been letting the people who listen to this podcast down. And it's like more, more of I'm letting myself down by not doing regular episodes anymore uh the main reason which i guess is kind of an excuse considering like i have a microphone at home and whatnot is that i just me and my friend uh eli we've been very very busy in our personal lives and we haven't i haven't been able to be over at his house on like the regular days that i usually do the podcast and that's okay uh, eventually, me and him will get less busy, and I'll be able to still do the amazing quality podcast at his place with his amazing quality uh, microphones and equipment and everything. But I just downloaded Audacity, and I have my little Razer Mini Series mic that I'm using right now for this podcast. And I finally got tired of just not doing an episode anymore or any episodes anymore and I just really want to get back to it and back to back to doing the podcast episodes and talking about my life and just talking about things that I've learned and things that I've realized uh and I will say in the past couple of weeks that I haven't done the podcast there's been a, a lot a lot has happened so this episode is going to be kind of a uh, longer ish compared to my other like what's new episodes i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna stop calling my what's new episodes what's new episodes i'm actually gonna have topics behind the titles for these episodes that way people i guess click on them more instead of just like it just saying what's new episode this episode that i'd rather come up with like a topic as the title of the episode so this this title this episode's called where i've been because i've been gone for so long it feels like at least I don't know so first things that I wanted to talk about was like my buffet and catering class it ended um I had a good grade I made a great grade in the in the uh, class and everything and everything was great and the events were just so much fun uh some of the last two like last three events that we did kind of changed a lot and paved the way for this program that I'm in at FSCJ and uh, one of the events was the intuition event. That one was probably by far my favorite event, like the entire year. The event was um, people in the class paired in groups of two and came up with their own small bite dishes to uh, give out to people who buy, who get these free tickets to come to uh, a brewery called Intuition and try all the students' different little bites with paired with a beer that the students have chosen beforehand. Uh, the beer that I had chosen for my group was um, a Kolsch beer. It was called um, Shrimp Boat. And the dish that I, small bite dish that I came up with for the event was a um, citrus cured gravlocks on... A potato bellini with a capers and chives like and capers and fiend herbs like ch- cream cheese spread and they were delicious those uh little potato bellinis were just so so good they were originally supposed to be buckwheat bellinis but um 
the wreck that I had didn't get in until like later and we ended up not having buckwheat so my chef gave me the 11 Madison Park book and uh, there's a potato bellini recipe in that book and uh, I did that recipe with uh, finger link potatoes and it came out great the bellinis came out absolutely awesome and my dish came out really good and it ended up pairing like super well with the light Kolsch citrusy Kolsch beer that I paired it with and the event was so much fun. I got to see so many people like in the community come to the event and I got to talk to them and talk to them about my dish and talk to them about like what I'm doing in school, my goals in life and things and talk about my dish as well and talk about how delicious it was. Um, and uh, a lot of them agreed that my dish paired very well with the beer. I also got to invite some personal friends of mine who have never really seen me cook at school or like just like cooking outside of like maybe the when I worked at like a certain place that they also worked at and uh some of my friends came by and they enjoyed it and they had a great time and I was glad to offer like a free event where you get to come try a bunch of delicious food and drink um small samples of beer for free you know (laughs) it's always so much fun so uh one of the other events that really changed the course of like the program for us was uh, the Harry Frisch event that we did. Uh, it was uh, Harry Frisch, uh, for most of you who don't know who that is, was um, he was a guy who, like, his name is on the restaurant that's inside of our school, the Fr- Cafe Frisch. And uh, Harry Frisch was, like, a well-known, um, a well-known guy in Florida I don't know. I can't remember specific details here. Let me, let me real quick. I'll just I'll look it up real quick because I, I feel stupid for not knowing, for not remembering who he is. It's like I should know, considering his name is on the building. Um, let's see. He was the owner of Beaver Street Fishing. That's right. Harry Frisch started a small business in Jacksonville nearly 70 years ago. He took his entrepreneurial spirit, added decades of experience today, and leads a $500 million international business. So, he was a guy who owned a fishery here in Jacksonville. And <clears throat> he's just done a lot for the community. And for my school as well. Um, he's no longer with us anymore, sadly. But we did an event for him, and it was his birthday recently um, at my school where we made our own uh, hot dogs. And uh, we, 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 of course, you know, upscaled them as much as we possibly could. Everyone was working on different toppings and things like that for the hot dogs, delicious toppings. And we also made our own hot dog buns, which was really awesome. And it turns out that, like, so after the event was all done... Um, all of us students, we like came out of the kitchen and they all got to like speak to us about Harry Frisch and about our program and how much they love our program. And then they uh, they asked us all like what the program has done for us. And I I was probably I think I was the one of the first. I, I guess I wouldn't say that I was like the first person to say something, but I got to tell my story and kind of explain to them who I was, you know, that I have a podcast, um, 
I had to explain everything that the that my school has done for me. And my school has done a lot for me. A lot. And I got to tell them about how like I've gotten two of my highest paid jobs and two of the like two jobs that I have learned the absolute most cooking wise because of my chefs at my school because they all have connections and they all know the community around them and they were just able to get me like even my current job right now where I'm learning so much about food so much like I couldn't ask for a better learning environment right now like as a job it's absolutely crazy how much I have learned in the past three months compared to the two years it's it's just crazy. I'm learning so much about gastronomic cooking and everything. And I got to tell them that like this program is the reason that I got those jobs. It's the reason that I keep doing what I want to do. And something that I've been wanting to announce on the podcast for a while now, I know that one of my goals of this podcast was to figure out what I wanted to do in the industry for the rest of my life. And I've uh, finally figured it out. I actually want to be a professor of culinary and hospitality. And once I get my master's, that's what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to become a professor. And uh, the people at my program and uh, my lovely girlfriend as well have uh, just given me the idea to become a professor because uh, my girlfriend, she is about to get her master's in uh art and well she's not well she's about to get her bachelor's she's about to graduate with her bachelor's and she's going to get her master's and she has wants to be a professor and i just like thought about it and i was like you know that does sound like an amazing thing to do i would really really love to teach people who are my age or younger you know how i did it how I went through it and teach them all the things that I've learned and, you know, cause them to turn like to become like great leaders in the culinary industry. And a lot of the chefs at my school are I've seen them all cry multiple times just because I, I, when you're a professor, it's kind of like watching your own kids grow up. You know, you see all of these wonderful students who like started from like maybe like 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 me. I started when I started at the program. I was working at Red Lobster and like a local pizza place, which I loved both those jobs. Don't get me wrong. And um, to now I'm working at Rue Saint Marc, which is like a French modern like fusion cuisine restaurant where like I'm learning gastronomic cooking and things that like people do at Michelin star restaurants and it's absolutely amazing and crazy and it's like it's like watching your kids grow up I guess and I want to have that same feeling and I want to give inspire people younger than me who want to be in this industry and want to do it but they don't know what to do and where to go and how to do it and I would love to make those connections with my community and everything whatever community I ended up teaching in I'm not sure yet um, but I, I would just I would love it and I feel like I would be a really good professor and I'm gonna learn I'm gonna shadow some of uh, my chefs at school and uh, Dr. Buckman um, at my school, I'm going to try to shadow them about making lesson plans and really learn how to teach students and make it fun 
and make it interactive and, you know, have those students want to be there every day and learn. I want to be that person, you know. So, uh, two, I have some people that I want to talk to on this podcast with, uh, one of those people being Dr. Buckman. Um, he, I don't know, I just, he's one of my, he's one of my favorite people there at my school. He is just so lively. He's so knowledgeable. He's so mature about everything. And you can tell that not only is he serious about the industry, but he also loves to have fun as well. And he makes his class fun. And he's just so passionate about this industry. Just so passionate. And I really, really want him on the podcast. I'll get him soon. Uh, I just emailed him yesterday about shadowing him and I'm going to get him on the podcast. I just need to buy another microphone for my, my house and then I'll get him over here or I'll go over to his place and I'm going to get him on the podcast. So another person that I would love to have on this podcast would be uh, Kev, my buddy Kevin. Um, him and his wife are the owners of First Love Brewing in Fernandina Beach and Kevin is just such an interesting guy and hearing his story and uh he was also my project partner for the um my my buffet and catering class he was my project partner and man going through that project was who it took definitely took longer than it needed to but me and Kevin got through it and uh, I think we came out the other side understanding a bit more about like what it's like to have a catering business. Um, <laughs> but him and his wife own First Love Brewing, and they make delicious food and delicious beers. And uh, I'm going to visit his brewery soon, but I really want him on the, on the podcast to talk about what it's like to own your own place, what it's like to, you know, be in this industry. Like, he... Before he owned this place and everything, he he liked. I'm sure he loves cooking and everything. But like, just I want to hear. I want everyone on uh, who listens to the podcast to hear his story, and hear um, hear everything that he has to say. I would I would honestly love it, and I'd love to hear like not only the good but the bad as well. And I would love to hear Doctor Buckman's story as well. So those are two people that I really have lined up that I really really want on the podcast um, for Kitchen Talks. And, yeah. So, in other news, um, I'm still learning a, like, crap ton at my work. Like, recently, we just dry-aged some beef for, like, 30 days. And that was a really cool process to watch. My uh, chef, Chef Scott, and uh, his wife, Gabby, they... One one day, I think it was a Sunday, when we're usually closed, uh, they came in to the restaurant, and they completely deep-cleaned and pressure wash the entire walk-in and all the racks and everything because like whenever you dry age beef you have to make sure it is the most perfect and clean environment to do it in so they did that they deep cleaned it and everything and then they started dry aging some some beef that we got from hunter and cattle which is like a farm that's local um i believe it's like two hours away from here or something and we dry aged it for 28 to 30 days and like the flavor of that dry aged beef once we started putting it out on the tasting menu was like crazy i've never had dry aged beef before until then and i will tell you it is like the flavor is just so 
different, you know, and it's delicious. It's really, really good, and it's different. It's it's just crazy what dry aging can do to to beef and meat. And maybe I'll research some more on that. Um, I I uh another update is I made it through the book that my chef gave me to study, which was the Nomad um, Hotel and Restaurant. Which that book was amazing, and I wrote down so many different recipes from it, and I'm gonna create a menu from those recipes, and that's kind of what I've been doing, and kind of what I've been doing with studying these books is I've been reading them, studying the recipes, writing down the recipes, and then creating menus and thinking of like different flavor combinations uh, from those books, just so that I have like a repertoire of recipes and things like that. Um, another thing that I really wanted to talk about was that uh. For about a week and a half now, I've been off my ADD medication. I'm usually taking Folklin. Um, I was prescribed Folklin for like to focus and everything. And I've been off it for a week and a half because I'm waiting for my benefits to hit so that I can start back getting my prescriptions and going to the doctors again. It's not till August 1st, which is pretty close. But since I've been off of them, I've noticed that um, I have a lot less anxiety. Um, I'm a lot more confident in everything I do and, um, I'm just less worrisome and I, I, I kick ass more at work off of the, my meds than I did when I was on them. Cause like when I was on them, I felt like I was questioning a lot more and I was unsure of a lot more, but now that I'm off of them, like I'm just way more confident and, um, I just get shit done at work and I kick ass now. So I'm just going to keep that momentum going at work. And keep that momentum of, like, I'm going to go in every day kicking ass. And I don't need my ADD medication anymore. And I feel like I'm just going to stay off of it. Because I just, I don't know, I just didn't feel like me when I was on them. <clears throat> and my work has just really caused me to grow up more. And be more confident in the things that I do. And be more confident in my food. My chef told me that uh, Chef Casey, who is the head of our program, came into my restaurant and uh, she told Chef Scott just how much the me working at Rue St. Mark has, like, changed me for the better. And just how much it has, like, yeah, just changed me. And I just thought that was really amazing. And I just loved it. I don't know. I don't really think – a lot of the times, like, I don't feel like I'm changing or I don't feel like I'm doing enough in like my life to where I'm like oh man I'm not really doing that much I haven't really changed that much but then people remind me that I have I've changed a lot and I've gone from like I've grown up so much in the past two years and it really it's really showing it honestly is <laughs> another another little small update um my tomatoes that I've been growing they have been I've got red tomatoes now and I also got some tomatoes. I got a nice harvest of tomatoes and bell peppers from my aunt, uh, Annie Laurie. Aunt Laurie. And um, I said Annie Laurie. I mean Aunt Laurie. Um, well, I guess Aunt Laurie and Annie Laurie. I got a nice harvest from them. And I've been making, um, me and my mom have been making different things with the tomatoes and the bell peppers. But I made some really, really freaking good, like farm tomato and farm bell pepper tomato sauce. And I'm actually going to today make some more um, chickpea pasta noodles with the sauce. And it's freaking delicious. And I can't get over how freaking good it is. 
Um, but <laughs> that's only a little like like garden update. Um, my bonsai tree is still doing well, thankfully. Uh, the last bonsai tree I had uh, sadly died. But this one is doing much better, and I'm taking care of it much better than the last one. So <laughs> that's always good. So it's, yeah, that's where I've been lately. Um, looks like it's about that time to hit the lo-fi hip-hop music. I'm learning how to choose the right audio apps for you. Which one do you want to use to listen to this? Uh, Eli. Sorry, there's something wrong. Please try again. <laughs> Siri just went off. All right, hit it. <laughs> Thank you. 